0: Welcome to our last Tuesday of the Month book discussion. Just a couple of librarians talking about books we think others might enjoy. May's read is The Adventurer's Son by Roman Dial. Spoiler alert, we usually end up discussing endings and key plot points. I'm Amy and joining me today is Jen, Assistant Director at North Liberty Library. Welcome. Hi Amy, thanks for having me today. So for those who haven't read the book yet, maybe is just listening in because they like to listen to podcasts on their way to work. This memoir is a story of a father and son's relationship and specifically their bonds over adventure and the natural world. And it's then subsequently about the missing person's search in Costa Rica for Cody Roman Dial, the author's son. So Jen, (laughs) what were your initial thoughts about this book. Have you read similar titles before?
1: What's your hot take? I really enjoyed this book. I enjoy traveling and reading about traveling and all of their adventures as a family. It was really interesting because I have not been to any of those places. I hadn't heard about this family or their situation at all, and so I was expecting a totally different outcome than how it ended, and so that really surprised me.
0: Yeah, I hadn't ever really heard about this either. So as like a timeline, this missing persons search was in 2014 and then subsequently, I think, into 2016. So it's really about the relationship between the father and son in the beginning. We get introduced to the family as a whole, starting with the father. There's a brief kind of chapter about his childhood growing up kind of how he got into being wilderness and adventuring and then how he met his wife and kind of how they raised their family together in a way that really focused around the natural world and enjoying the outdoors together.
1: And what a wonderful way to grow up. I think that is really just magical. I think this memoir was hopefully a way for him to you know, the guilt and what decisions should he have made. But you can't do that. Growing up, there's so many factors and different ways. He himself was an adventurer and was just fine, and it was heart-wrenching reading this, and I kept expecting Cody to walk out of the forest there at any moment, and do we want to share the spoiler? Oh, yeah. Well, so,
0: to jump forward many years as they're talking about this, so what Jen's referring to is the death of Cody Roman Dial, and... Again, it took them two years to kind of uncover what they now believe happened. They're still probably not 100% sure exactly what happened, but they kind of pieced everything together. As a kid who grew up in this culture, like you were talking about, this surroundings of being out in nature and enjoying the wilderness, he took pretty detailed journals of his adventures. So they were kind of able to use that and frequently communicated with family and friends via email. And that's kind of a standard safety precaution that a lot of people who take these, in my mind, really wild adventures, (laughs) really wonderful, but not something that I grew up
1: around. Nor I, you know, he grew up in Alaska. And so that right there, all the adventures they had there, but I really enjoyed reading about all of their adventures. And I think he was a pretty competent hiker and world traveler. And I haven't seen the TV series. Did they ever actually... I don't
0: think they actually ever aired it. Um, So during the story, you find out that in the search for his son, Roman Dial decides to kind of, in his effort to draw more attention to it and get people to listen, he kind of draws in a crew from National Geographic. And they kind of create a story and I think that some people on the crew definitely believed that that's what was happening. I don't think it was necessarily their attempt to falsify that. But you also hear from the father's perspective that it was a really hard situation for him because he didn't want to believe this story that was kind of being brought up by National Geographic. But you can still see the trailers that aired for the TV series or
1: for the documentary that they were trying to put together. I didn't know that, so I'm gonna, after this, go and, and watch those, and I feel like now, I mean, at that time, reality TV hadn't really started or was maybe just in its, I think it was probably right ends. around the peak of, or like climbing to, probably, yeah. yeah. And so, made for TV, you know, how they always have to make everything dramatic, and if the producers are going one way or, yeah, I know the father, like you said, was trying to originally felt that this would help bring his son home. And I just can't even imagine what him and his wife and their daughter went through yeah. in their journey. And flying down there, you know, immediately like the out day that he had last emailed them or whatever in that passed, And the family didn't realize it until a week or two after. And immediately going down there and having his friends come help. And two years, I just can't even imagine that time frame to... Yeah. Not know. And as you said, the local community was perhaps portraying or thought something else. You know, he'd fallen in with some bad characters or with the drug trade down there and things like that. And you're supposed to have a guide when you were in hiking and stuff. But you could totally see the son's spirit and how he was able to hike without, you know. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of really interesting pieces with that
0: search. So he was interconnected with a lot of people who had similar skills as him, right? He was part of this community of adventurers. So the father definitely had more ability than most Mm -hmm. probably and more connection and pull Mm -hmm. to facilitate this kind of mass search. I don't think that the average mom or dad would have anywhere near the amount of support or ability to pull something like that off.
1: No, not at all. But the average family then would have also had a guide with them or, you know, not been able to go as long, what, seven-day hike. And just trying to picture the locale and the national forest he was in and how thick that landscape and the tree canopy and everything. And the dad was describing where they did eventually find his remains. They had not too far, multiple times, gone back and forth looking for him. And I'm glad they found Their answer, not Mm -hmm. what, of course, they were hoping for, but hopefully to give them some peace. And I really feel for him because I feel he's blaming himself and how they chose to bring their family up. Yeah. Like you said before, so many circumstances
0: and decisions that were made that led up to all of this. It wasn't just the fact that he grew up in an adventuring family in Alaska. Like Mm -hmm. there are other things that happened and, you know, his choice to go off and do this by himself in a way that the national park tells you not to. And we understand we get the story of him behind it. So we see that, yes, he has all these skills. The wilderness and the adventure piece in this memoir is really highlighted as a great thing about him and his family. Mm -hmm. And I get that that is something that they really love and enjoy as a family. And I would never Want them to regret that. At the same time, it was hard to read without just saying what if all the time. So Mm -hmm. I get that urge, even as somebody looking in from the outside. And I can't imagine, like you said, the families. Thoughts on that as well, being so close to it.
1: Right, and I think with any tragedy, there's always what-ifs, yeah. you know, and so that's, like you said, from the outside, easier to say you can't do that and all the thoughts they had. But think of his life in that short. I mean, he was mid-20s, you know, how many adventures he had is many people's lifetime over of adventures. And he probably, you know, as unfortunate as his death was, was, I want to say, better way <laughs> to... Or more fitting, maybe, or appropriate. I mean, that he passed away doing what he loves to do and loved to do. And I think that's special.
0: Yeah. And there are times in this book that it felt like the father was going through all these emotions as he was also writing the book, right? Like it came Mm -hmm. through very much like this is still a way that this father is processing and grieving. And it felt very much... Like he was trying to just kind of right the perceived wrong, particularly with the National Geographic kind Mm -hmm. of story and the story that was out about his son. Like Mm -hmm. it felt very much like he was trying to preserve his son's memory in a positive way and honor him. Yes. And
1: his journey. Yes. Because all of us are. What rules do you bend? Yeah, you know, and reading that and not knowing the family personally, but I don't feel that he took like unnecessary risks per se. You know, I mean, I felt he had that background and experience and the ultimate, what they feel was a tree falling on him while he was making camp. And I thought it was a nice tribute to him to honor the life that he lived and hopefully help the family through their grieving stages. And I definitely am going to be checking out the trailers and reading some more about him.
0: Yeah. Aside from just the mass adventures that they talk about here, there are a lot of descriptions because the father is a professor and Cody Roman Dial himself was also very academically interested in nature and ecology and those kinds of areas of study, like there was some really great descriptions of the places that they went and they really
1: immersed you into
0: those adventures, I thought. And those were amazing. Mm -hmm. What was the,
1: they wrote papers and he was an author on some of the papers and was it worms? Were they counting? Was that in the ice? I can't remember.
0: Ice worming was something that they did. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, which paper, because I know that there was also, it's been a while, but Mm -hmm. there was also a paper that I think he was mentioned on that had to do with the trees and the canopy in one of the rainforests, because he was talking about one of their trips that he took with their whole family that went on, but he was specifically doing some research on tree canopy and
1: borrowing different climbing methods. And the races that they were in, you know, and like, so when the dad, you know, was just starting out and how he met his wife and, you know, the adventures that they had, it's almost like, how could you bring your family up any other way? Yeah. You know, that was like in their DNA, that's what they did, so. And you could see that
0: he just did a wonderful job of, yeah, like you said, making that kind of connection there, because he even talks about like in his childhood, some of the things that he did in Alaska when he was visiting family there, kind of up in less populated areas of Alaska. Like, they would go out and hunt moose and bring home caribou and things, and you're like, wow! I can't even (laughs) imagine
1: doing that as a 12-year-old. And I don't remember, his very first trip he took was, Cody, like six years old or something, and they did this huge trek. And, of course, as a parent, you're always second guessing yourself, and, you know, we all make mistakes and, you know, but he was like, should I have taken him on that or not? And I I just think it was a life he honored him very well and as you said tried to write the mystique that was out there or the optional stories that i think the government was maybe trying to portray to but he went to any lengths truly to find his son and he did so it was really inspiring
0: kind of but on a different kind of level like it was When I say awe-inspiring, just like the ability to be able to do all of these things and like have that confidence, you know, just anybody who's out there having these experiences in places that are not tourist destinations, like right? (laughs) Most of us, when we go on vacation, we stick to the trail if we're going to a national park, but it was just like an appreciation to aspect for me, for all of that. Like I, myself, I love being outdoors and going camping and stuff, but I've never camped like in the middle of a national park off a campground. So it's definitely a different level of experiencing the world. And I think
1: it inspired me just, you know, like with climate change going on and just all of the weather we're having. And, you know, you could bring up how many different issues, the deforestation, and, you know, we just had our duration and just we need to preserve the wild land and areas before we aren't able to. And so it was, like you said, inspiring to see people enjoying that and maybe will urge me on our next adventure as well to
0: (laughs) to maybe take a one or two steps
1: off trail (laughs) baby steps yeah yeah
0: yeah this definitely prompted me to look up a bunch of other similar type of books so a lot of people might be familiar with into the wild and those Mm -hmm. kinds of books they never really grabbed me as far as like oh yeah i want to sit here and read about other people's adventures but i think that this really opened up a genre for me which i also really appreciated so i'm
1: looking forward to delving into some more of that aspect too and we just actually this past weekend listened to president barack obama narrated the great national parks and I was thinking of this, you know, throughout it, but just, I enjoy so much watching that and soaking it in. And so yeah, I'll have to maybe start planning my next adventure.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cause I also saw that on a loop and watched a little bit of it and I was like, oh my gosh. So if you're looking for other media, other than just books, I highly recommend that series too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really great. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. If you enjoyed The Adventure Sun and are looking for more books to add to your reading list, you might wanna try, this is that wormhole I'm going down for this genre, but The Sun is a Compass by Caroline Van Hemert and The Whisper on the Night Wind, The True History of a Wilderness Legend. Those are two books that are definitely gonna be on my next to read list. But I will be back in June with Kelly from North Liberty Library to discuss Carrie, A Memoir of Survival on Stolen Land by Tony Jensen. And we hope you'll join us again. Thanks again, Jen, for joining us today.
1: Thank you.